pussy clap was that? Do you know what I think is ridiculous? What's that? Their freaking lights are on a remote. <laughs> I think that's absolutely ridiculous. Just for context, everybody. We're sitting in a dark room again. <laughs> the lights aren't on because the person wasn't here. Again. We tried to negate this by... D- David was very good. He said, oh, okay, I guess we'll just schedule half an hour later. Instead, the person's over half an hour late, so... um <laughs> don't know why it's hard to show up on time to your job when your job is <laughs> to get people into reserve booths and they have reservations. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I just, it but I won't judge. Drives me crazy. Well, I will. I just won't <laughs> verbally say it. <laughs> Excellent. So follow up. Big Turks. As listeners will know by this point, candy bars and candy is a favorite of our topics. I love talking about candy because I love candy. Sweets, carbs, sugars, they're my friend. Not my body's friend, but my emotions' friends. So, there's a store that my sister and I visited a couple days ago. And this store is like the best store ever for candy. It's amazing and I (laughs) love it. They had Big Turks. There. No. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was hoping that was the end of the story. That's not the end of the story. That's the beginning of the story. <laughs> oh, man. So they have Big Turks, and it's the greatest thing ever. The store. Not the Big Well, the Big Turks, too. But mostly the store is the greatest <laughs> thing ever. And in this store, they have a childhood memory of mine. Two... Oh, yeah. Childhood memories of mine. And I have brought some. Okay. Share <laughs> if everyone wants to hear my bag. This is my mystery bag that I always bring surprising new adventures in. <laughs> Get all that good sound. The first thing I couldn't resist. <laughs> but I can see it from here. my friend what are you holding i'm holding the nasty wax bottles that have the deliciousness inside of them but apparently (laughs) you can put the wax in your mouth and eat it which is weird yes 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 edible wax (laughs) i think the rest of it's good (laughs) (laughs) so those are a gift to you why thank you sir i appreciate it of course I'm, course. i'm tempted to just eat the wax just to see what it tastes no, like. No, <laughs> no. It'll Don't taste it. exactly like how you remember the wax tasting. Okay. Terrible. <laughs> Although, I guess, now that I'm thinking about it, another use for the wax is like gum. You can chew on it and then not eat it. I guess that's kind of like what gum is. I guess it's more rubber, but... but yeah, I mean, the fact that we're willing to put rubber in our mouths. Why not wax? <laughs> Why not wax? Just do it. Speaking of gum... I grabbed one of my pieces of bubble gum for you. Why, thank you. <laughs> I wish I could read it, but we're in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> Is this a particular brand it's, of yours that you like? Bazooka Bubblegum. It's the oh, nice. store. 
five-year-old bazooka bubblegum. It's hard as a rock. <laughs> but I keep eating it. I don't know why. I still have a couple left in my box in my car. Nice. That I eat occasionally after lunch. <laughs> but the true highlight of candy follow-up and gifts for you is <clears throat> this bag of... I mean, this bag. This bag. This box. <laughs> I'm holding a box in my hand. This box of softies. This is a $25 box of candy. Oh. And I couldn't help myself. I could get a <laughs> handful of them or I could get a whole box. And they're actually cheaper in the box. And I was like, I have to do this thing. <laughs> so I'm going to open this box. I was going to say, if you were willing to give me that whole box, no, no, I, you would have been the greatest friend <laughs> to ever live. But this is far more reasonable. Yes, yes. Well, yeah. Especially since I've never tasted this candy. Indeed, indeed. Uh, I, did you even say what it was? I, yeah. <laughs> I don't remember. I believe it's a German candy. Yeah. It's called Softy. Spelled S-O-F-T-I. And they are straight out of my childhood. <laughs> like this is a met like I so story time okay for the longest time there was this candy that I thought of so often but I couldn't remember what it was and then we went to this store when it first opened and I was like like four years ago and I saw it and I was like that's the one. <laughs> I was like all shaking and I grabbed a bag and I was like I'm buying these these are mine and then I ate the whole bag over time and I'm empty and that's why I bought $25 worth of them because <laughs> they're amazing and wonderful. $25 worth of nostalgia. Yeah, Very much worth the cost. Indeed. Oh man. It's a bag inside of a box. <laughs> it's just it just it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. There's about four layers of plastic you have to get through <laughs> to get to your candy. But... You will eventually. <laughs> On that. I had Mambas the other day for the first time in, like, years. Uh-huh. Oh, my goodness. I had more <laughs> trash from that candy bar than I had in, like, uh, like my whole house. I was like, why is there so much trash? Like, I just keep unwrapping things. It's like there's a big wrapper, and then there's, like, smaller wrappers, and then there's the individual pieces wrapped inside the smaller wrappers inside the big candy bar. Like, <sighs> um, So opening that box with all the plastic... Remind mm -hmm. me, have you heard much about the zero waste movement at all? No, no, I haven't. No? So I, I wasn't planning on talking about this, but okay. this is something interesting to think about. Um, I have an Echo Show at my house, one of those Amazon products. Yeah, yeah. And the creepy ones that listen to you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I figure hey, it's, all privacy is gone. Anyways, but the point <laughs> is um, it will show like news feed things and like trending videos and that type of thing just in text at the bottom of the Echo Show. Mm -hmm. You know, like video, such and such, you know, news story, you know, to describe it. Mm -hmm. And one of them was about um, zero waste movement. And I was just curious. So I watched it mm -hmm. and it showed this lady that was trying to live entirely with zero waste and some of the things she would do to avoid Hmm. Um, having any type of trash. And okay. it was interesting to see some of her methods. Um, she would show, like, at the end of every week how much she had. And it was, like, maybe smaller than a glass jar worth of trash. Yeah. And most of it was, like, receipts from stores and stuff. Okay, Because yeah. I guess receipts aren't 
biodegradable, which is weird. What? They're not? Yeah. <laughs> what kind of messed up? Yeah, I feel like that's something we should correct if we can. It seems like a pretty easy fix. Yeah. But... Like, I, yeah, everything, you can make anything biodegradable. Why not receipts? Yeah. So she had a lot of cool things. Like, she would buy organic stuff, and she had, like, soap nuts. I guess there's certain type of nuts you can use to <gasps> instead of soap that she could, like, rub on her body and skin to use as soap. Anyway, so there were some interesting things there. I thought there were some cool ideas. But one of the stories that made me laugh was that she she went to a grocery store and mm-hmm. was trying to buy bread. And she didn't want to keep the plastic because she didn't really see a need for it. And again, she's trying to do zero waste. So she tried to pull the bread out of the bag and just buy it separate mm-hmm. from the bag itself. Oh. And like she tried to explain to the employees what she was doing and like – I just want to buy this bread without the plastic. Oh no! But it just—it just made me laugh because I'm thinking, okay, that that eliminates your zero waste, but the store's not going to reuse that bag. Right. So I don't. Does that really count against it? You know, like, right? Can you really count that as a zero waste? Like, you you still use that bag indirectly because mm. they're not going to go put other bread in there. Right. You know? They're going like, to go throw that bag away in the trash. Yeah. So it's like you probably should include that in your zero waste calculation. <laughs> so it was just kind of funny. I think she ended up buying bread at some other location that didn't have bags. Or Oh, but, oh that makes sense. That makes sense. But, yes, I, I'm not a huge person on terms of, like, we have to go through extreme measures to eliminate plastic use and stuff. But – yeah. When I see certain things like that where it's like packages inside packages inside packages, I'm like, surely there's got to be a little bit more efficient system here. Surely we can be more effective Indeed. in eliminating that. You see it and you're like, there must be a better way than just just packaging and packaging. It's, just, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's nonsense. It's all nonsense. While we're on this, mm-hmm. another thought that I've had that I don't agree with in the slightest you know how like growing up in school there was always this like save paper mentality like everyone jokes about saving paper and then like some people are like for realsies about saving paper mm-hmm. they're like oh we need to save paper because paper is because because they're cutting down the rainforests and we need <laughs> to save paper and that drives me straight up the wall because <laughs> They're not cutting down the rainforests for your piece of white A4 paper. Yeah. Like they're not cutting down any rainforests. They're cutting down the forest that they own and that they keep replanting. Yeah. That's pulling carbon out of the air as it grows to grow. Like what kind of nonsense <laughs> is uh... Yeah, we have plenty of tree farms. Yeah. Yeah, there's no need to save trees necessarily. Yeah. Like we can regrow them. And and even if there is an issue with the amount of paper we are using, the fact that deforestation is happening in the rainforests, like the Amazon stuff, yeah, is a way bigger issue. And it's not even related to business. It's people down there are illegally cutting trees in that area, and yeah, it's not it's not connected to like the paper business at all or any of our logging businesses. The right, the rainforest right. is a much bigger issue, <laughs> and it's, our use of paper has nothing to do with the fact that people are going in and cutting down trees that they shouldn't. Right, right, exactly. Your paper is not made out of, like, expensive, rare mahogany. Like, you, it's fine. <laughs> That's you, Your paper is made out of, like, whatever kind of cheap, easy tree grows fast. That's yeah. what they made your paper out of because 
gosh, by golly, they're not cutting down the rainforest for your paper. Yeah. But I agree. It's a huge problem. We, like, we really need to save the rainforests. Like, rainforests yeah. are important. Like, we can't cut down the rainforests because they don't regrow. That's the problem with a rainforest is that it doesn't, it doesn't just happen again. Like, yeah. it's gone. It doesn't ever grow back. And so, at least not, not within a, a reasonable time scale to how fast it's being cut down. Which is a huge problem, huge problem. But don't come to me with your complaints about saving <laughs> paper towels because guess what? They make paper towels out of paper. <laughs> and they make paper out of trees and they make trees from other trees. Nice contained areas yes. that we have control over. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that, but yes. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I don't I don't think we have enough time right now to solve the rainforest deforestation Ooh. problem. But that may be a topic <laughs> that we should do at some yes. other time. We will talk about a it. Little, a little too serious to start out the podcast. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. We'll start with candy and and also saving the rainforests. <laughs> Got it. Right off the bat. <laughs> so another point of follow-up. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to do this. Uh-oh. All right. So I need to show you a video. Okay. And because my phone won't load in here, I'm just going to pull this mic out to there, and I want to show you it. Got it, got it. Would it be easier to use my mic or no? Okay. All right, so I'm going to show Aaron a video, and he's holding the mic close to him so you can hear his response to this video. Yes, very close. Um, Don't look at the title. Got it. Turning around and humming to myself about bubblegum. Bubblegum, bubblegum, I love bubblegum. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> what the heck? Um, I just saw Superman talking to a very long-haired Nicolas Cage. <laughs> it's so awesome. What in the world? Oh my goodness. That, definitely put this in the show notes. <laughs> yes, most definitely. That is both hilarious and terrifying because it's so subtle, but then it's not subtle at all. Oh my goodness, it's Nicolas Cage. What's he doing with long hair and a blouse? Okay, David, explain. What did I just watch? So the video you just watched is part of a system called Deepfake. And it's part, it's partially related to the type of thing I was telling you about a couple times ago okay. about how they can redub over people's mouths and things. It's what? similar ideas. So <laughs> for the listeners, it's a scene from Man of Steel, I believe, the old Superman movie. Mm-hmm. Not old, but <laughs> the Superman movie from a couple of years ago. <laughs> oh, and, indeed. And what they did is they take Amy Adams, who plays Lois Lane, and they replace her face with Nicholas Cage's. <laughs> and so, and as Aaron can attest, it's pretty realistic looking. Oh like, man, that is terrifyingly realistic looking. <laughs> I was like, oh no, it's Nicholas Cage. What's he doing there? He's not supposed to be there. You have to watch it, people. You have to look at the show yes. notes and have to watch this video. It's hilarious. Yeah, and so it's hilarious. But I liked it because it's another way of showing the ideas we talked about before mm-hmm. where we need to make people aware that this type of manipulation of video 
as possible. Right. And that's a great way to do it because people know that should be Amy Adams. But it obviously (laughs) is not. A long-haired female Nicolas Cage is like very offsetting. Like, you don't belong here, buddy. You don't belong here. Yeah. But I I love the technology there too because what they're doing – sorry to go off on a nerd tangent here. (laughs) What they're doing is basically the system is deep learning two things. It's deep learning Nicolas Cage's face geometry. Okay. And it's deep learning – um, Amy Adams speaking and okay. her, her movements in her face. Like it's probably learning her geometry too. But okay. all they're doing is taking her movements of her mouth where her eyes, her nose, and use that almost as like a puppet okay. for Nicolas Cage's face. Right. They know how Nicolas Cage's face looks. <laughs> and they basically make it a puppet for Nicolas Cage to move in that same scene. So right, right. A really cool technology. Yeah. And a great way of making sure people are aware of it by <laughs> using a hilarious version of, of a YouTube yeah, yeah. Or of a YouTube video to show that. So yeah. Well, that's the I. I'm still like running it back through my head over and over again. I I can't see any seams or anything. It looks really good. Like it yeah. looks really realistic. Like I was very surprised that I I wouldn't be surprised if someone was like, "What the heck is Nicolas Cage doing on set for Man of Steel? Like, is this some <laughs> kind of joke?" When it's not a jo- well, it is a joke, but it's not that kind of joke. <laughs> I think. That's so cool. And I think that's a great I, – I agree. I think it's a great way to let people know that danger is coming. <laughs> this is secretly a government message. <laughs> we thought it was just a funny YouTube video. This was sent out by the FBI. <laughs> the PSA by the great heads of our government to be like, hey, by the way, Nicholas Cage could be anywhere. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Pretty soon, Nicolas Cage will be framed for all crimes in the U.S. <laughs> Have be... you seen this guy? I think that looks like does that look like Nicolas Cage to you? The guy from National Treasure, right? Yeah. Did it he does. just break into the National Bank? <laughs> what is he thinking? Wait, isn't he already in prison for those other ten crimes he committed? <laughs> I mean, he already tried to steal the declaration. No, he did steal the Declaration of Independence. What? What's he doing breaking into more banks? That guy's rich already. Freaking guy. He just becomes immune to any charges because everyone can put his face on anything. <laughs> He's like, I didn't do it. Okay, guys, I didn't do it. <laughs> lies, lies. Anyway, so I thought you would appreciate that video. I did appreciate it. Thank you. And again, you need to watch it. Okay. It's, it's, it's hilarious. Yes. yes. <laughs> and awesome to see the technology as well. Yes, yes. It's, it's amazing and hilarious. I agree. Mm-hmm. You had... One more item of follow-up. Oh, yes. I did. Thank you for reminding me. Yes, of course. A few times back, I ranted and got really mad about how frustratingly slow Wendy's was by campus. (laughs) And the other day, I went again. No! I went at like 1.30, hoping that was not too busy. You know. Oh, no. Was this a weekday? This was a weekday. One thirty. Okay. So it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it was surprising. I went. First of all, it was surprising. It was really busy. I was like, what the? One <laughs> thirty. Am I the only person? I I should be the only person that should be eating this late. But right, right, right. Anyways, uh, <laughs> there's like eight people in line. Holy moly! Really? But they didn't do what they were doing before. Oh. Oh, uh, with the, the guy who's yeah dinking around. Yeah, this was this was interesting. First of all, there was a cashier at all times okay. taking orders. Yeah. 
and someone else was filling those orders. So there's one person just filling out the orders, which is how it should be, right. and one person taking the orders. Right. And it was the manager that was taking the orders. Oh, really? Yeah. At the, and he at was the cash register. He was not the same manager as before. Oh, really? Yeah. So I was like pleasantly surprised, and I got my food in under 15 minutes. So it really? wasn't a curse. Wow. No, <laughs> even, it wasn't a curse. Even with eight people in line, so I was very impressed. Wow. But the reason I bring it up is not just to, you know, I'm not trying to just vindicate Wendy's. I'm still mad about past experiences, but <laughs> I'm still bitter. I'm glad this. you fixed them, but <laughs> we're not over it. We just we're happy that it's different, but we're still not over it. Um, but the main the main reason I bring this up is what I thought was interesting is that the manager had a different type of name tag on. Oh, that showed the franchise company that had bought that Wendy's. Oh, so as far as I'm aware, based on what I saw. That but that particular Wendy's got bought out by a different franchising company. Weird. Okay. Again, I don't know the whole details, but the thing that I thought was interesting is they had a bunch of like hiring signs and stuff around the restaurant. Mm-hmm. So obviously they were trying to get more workers. It seemed like they got more, which is partially why it went faster. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the thing I thought was cool and an interesting solution is that the the company that they had that was trying to hire people. It seemed like on their advertisements that if you got hired with this particular franchising company, mm-hmm. then anywhere that this company had Wendy's restaurants, if you needed to move because you were in school or something, yeah, you could move your job as well oh. to the no- new location with that company. Okay. Which I thought was an interesting way to try and deal with the hiring situation. Right. And that may potentially have been how they were able to get some more employees. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, for a college town, I think that makes a ton of sense. That yeah, when you leave for the summer, you're still on a job. Like you need to be able to keep that job, or you know, or if you're moving back home, some people, even though they live in the college town, don't go to that particular college. They right may need a job when they come back for the summer. So I thought that was a cool way to try and deal with the hiring situation mm-hmm. in, in the interim. Okay, yeah, I I agree. That's 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 nice because then when you have the excess of people, you also have an excess of workers because the workers move back into school, right? Along with the however thousands of many students of people <laughs> yeah. at this school come, so it'd be perfect. Yeah, I, I like still it. think long term goal is you know level five automation, like I talked about last, <laughs> that one time. But oh yeah, oh yeah, no, that's still the goal. But for now, I mean, while we have to deal with people serving our food, it <laughs> makes sense to try and keep them as you know, happy as possible and keep them right. with jobs. Right. Give them a job. Let them keep yeah. a job. That's good. Yeah. So anyways. People got to work so people can eat. So still skeptical but pleasantly surprised is how I would <laughs> summarize that. <laughs> you summarize your, your, your Wendy's report um, this day. They, they, their, their, their billboard would, would be a much better average time now, I think. I think it would be – I think it would be much lower than 25 to – 40 minutes of <laughs> I think so. waiting. I'm glad. I'm glad, my friend. We might have to go there sometime and get some fast food. Some really mm-hmm. fast food. And you can experience it for yourself. And then we'll see if it's just a fluke or... Oh, if it's a one-time thing. We go back and, <laughs> and the cash register guy is still the same guy doing the same thing. Like, what happened? <laughs> no! He was just there for... The, the new manager was just there for one day just to, like, analyze the situation to see if the franchise was worth buying. <laughs> and he's like, no. 
Not worth it. Not worth it. <laughs> Man, they are slow pokes. <laughs> they are just a bunch of pokey college students. <laughs> Too bad. That's weird. That's interesting that there's like a whole company that just buys franchises. So it's like it's like not Wendy's, but it's like another company that yeah. would be almost <laughs> like Wendy's. It's like Wendy's is just like owning like some of the revenue from the restaurants and then like and all the patents and stuff. And then another company comes in and is like, well, we'll manage all of them. <laughs> it's like, wait, isn't that Matt, Wendy's job? But yeah. no, no, it's not. It's basically, Wendy's just hired out to a third party almost. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. If they, they don't own all of them, obviously, but they were like showing their stats like, we own, you know, 500 Wendy's or whatever maybe. And it's like, wow, that's a, that's a large portion of them. Yeah. Know, a couple states worth, you know. I wonder if Wendy's is like getting a little nervous. They're like, what are these guys doing? <laughs> that's not how this was supposed to be. Or if they're just like, whatever, man, whatever makes us dollars, (laughs) dollars and cents. I I don't understand business whatsoever, so I'm not going to pretend like I do. I have no comment on this scenario. As you had discussed last time, you've been keeping your eyes open for problems well solved. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And you've told me that you have such a scenario now. I do. I do. I, I I've enjoyed looking for problems that have been solved in a, in a good way. Some good, well well solved problems. They make me happy. They fill my heart <laughs> with joy. And recently, I experienced firsthand a problem well solved. Okay. I'm very particular about the pants I buy. <laughs> I love my pants to okay. no end. They are my favorite pants. They're my work pants. Not they're not jeans. They're actually, for anyone listening, they're 511 TacLite Pros. They're awesome for work. And I love them so much. The best part about these pants that I discovered the other day. I believe I believe from the beginning of time, from from <laughs> from as long as man has been around, there's been there's been man and there's been hard surfaces, right? There's been rocks and things that are hard and are not comfortable. Which is okay. This has been one of our earliest struggles. Indeed, I... <laughs> indeed. This is a problem that's been going on for many years. Many, many, many generations. And it's just, I can just imagine that some of the first people would get down and kneel down to work on something on the ground. And they kneel on a rock and then their knees hurt. And they look at their knees and they go, what in the world? There's this hard bony thing. But I'm supposed to kneel onto like hard surfaces, right? And that problem has been solved. But <laughs> I, like a Neanderthal, would go to work. I do cabinetry. I would go to work. I would go on installs and I'd kneel down on these hard floors and think, man, my knees hurt from kneeling <laughs> all over these hard floors. If you can't guess, the most wonderful thing that has happened in my life. I bought some knee pads, <laughs> and they are incredible. They're just incredible. My pants, sorry, the reason I started off with my pants, my pants have built-in knee pad slots, and the company oh. makes knee pads that go in the slots. You just oh, nice. There's a little slot on the inside, and you just shove your knee pad in, straighten it out, and you have a knee pad in your pants. And I did this. I, I got some because I knew we were going to have a long install day. And so I got some knee pads. I went to the store, got some knee pads, slopped them in, and went to work the next day with knee pads in my pants. <laughs> and I knelt down for the first time at probably around 8.30, maybe 9. 
And that was the moment that I realized <laughs> that those 15 bucks for those knee pads is the best 15 bucks I think I've spent all year. <laughs> it was incredible. I knelt down and my knees, my hard bony <laughs> knees were cushioned with a soft, cushiony six millimeters of neoprene. And it was perfect. And I was so happy. <laughs> knee pads are a problem well solved. Hard bony knees. Slop some knee pads on there, and you're good to go. You know I love this story, Aaron. Why? <laughs> Why? Because I can just visualize, in my mind, the only knee pads I associate with is, like, roller skating knee pads. Okay, yeah, Those yeah. Those big, blocky, like, big plastic ones. knee pads that you get for roller skating. Yeah, yeah. So I can just see you walking around. I know you say they go in the slop, but for some reason <laughs> I'm visualizing them on the outside of your pants. Right, Walking right. around with knee pads, like... Super happy, like <laughs> got the roller skating elbow pads and a yeah. helmet. <laughs> yes, of course, of course. I'm just like walking around installing cabinets like that. <laughs> but I'm assuming it's a little bit more fashionably reasonable. Maybe not a whole lot, but not not much. But not yeah, that, that, not that that really matters. Right, right. I I always think it's funny when we eliminate usability for fashionability. Indeed, I always feel bad for women in particular. It seems like a lot of girls' clothes is not pragmatic whatsoever yeah yeah they'll they, have like super tiny pockets and things I, it's like what do you put in those and they're like what, we don't know we, they don't put anything they get a bag yeah to put their stuff in because because they put small pockets so that girls will buy bags and that's just that's messed up that's yeah. just messed up they should have pockets like guys have pockets their pockets are useful they should be useful yeah it's i agree and it's messed up so adding knee pads i feel like is awesome it should just be like and a feature that's on all clothes. Like if you want them, yeah. right? You get the ones with the knee pads built in. Yeah, it's not that hard either. You just, you just, you just put on a little. It doesn't have to be much. I got these knee pads, and they're not very thick. They're only, I mean, they're really only like maybe three eighths thick. And there's nothing. It's not much, but uh, it makes a world of difference. <laughs> it makes a whole world of difference. It helps with the the singing that comes into the room as soon as you kneel down and you realize how comfortable you are. The birds <laughs> chirp louder. Yes, yes, As yes. always, the, those the, glorious moments. The colors saturate. And all is well <laughs> once again in the world. Disney music plays in the background and the birds are happy singing along. As you're kneeling, smacking a hammer against the cabinet. <laughs> <laughs> I got my, my, my impact gun just going, Wah! <laughs> And the calming then, sounds of doves to the sound of power tools in the background. Boss man's on the chop saw. <laughs> oh man, not 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 ideal for the Disney situation, but it's okay. It works. It works. So that that definitely is a problem we'll solve if we could extend it. Mm. What what does V two look like of this uh, next version up knee pads? I would say that. Since these 5.11 pants have already covered up to knee pads that can be removed from your pants or that are, like, sneakily hidden in your pants. they I say sneakily. They're not really sneaky because <laughs> it's pretty obvious when you have the knee pads in. There's still a, something that is protruding from your knees that <laughs> is obviously there. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> like, it, it does leave a pretty big imprint, like, right here on my leg because it's not a small knee pad. But I think... To make this even better, just to just to add um, light and happiness to these knee pads, <laughs> we should just sew them right into the knees of the pants on the inside. Just take a small 
quarter inch, three eighths inch pizza, whatever, and just put it on your knees. And guess what? If we just did that for all the pants, it would be fashionable because everyone would have no choice. <laughs> and I think that's perfect. Fashionable fashionable by necessity. Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. Like, oh, you didn't want knee pads in your pants? Oh, well, you just have to take out the stitching. Like, we're not. We don't sell without. And then people would people would be happy. They would every time anyone knelt down, colors would saturate even more. And all would be well in that little bubble of existence. So I'm thinking broader here. Okay. Because I don't kneel down that often. Okay, okay. I'm trying to think of like a work scenario or anything where I work at a meal. It's been a long time. I guess you do sit on a desk and I yeah. sit in sawdust. So, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> um, so I'm thinking why, why, why just limit it to the knees, right? Oh. You, you could have like a suit that has padding everywhere. That, that would make everyone look kind of bulky and fat, right? Right. <laughs> like right. Big Hero 6 style. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I that's mean, what we want. No, no, no. Uh, no, no, no. I guess I we mean, could that's... argue for fashionability if it's forced, but right, I don't think, right. I don't think people are going to agree with us on that one. <laughs> if we just throw it all out the window, then yeah. then no one can argue against it. But I was thinking, what if you could like adjust the location of the knee pad oh. or the padding? Okay. So <laughs> the first thing that came to mind was like you can't, you have like a little mini like squeeze pump. Yeah. That blows air into <laughs> your clothes. <laughs> so there's like isolated patches of your clothing so it's like oh you're gonna right. be laying on your back you can just like attach it to your back and then like fill it with air and then suddenly it's cushioned okay or okay. your knees or whatever area part of your clothes there's all these little air pockets you can use okay. yeah to cushion. <laughs> right right i don't know how comfortable that would be you'd probably want to be enough but well i like it i like it as a first iteration of this idea <laughs> But the nonsense of pumping it up all the time, I would just get so sick of that little hand pump. I'd be like, I don't want to carry this thing around. So instead, perhaps, maybe, I don't know if this is any kind of feasible. That hasn't stopped us before. <laughs> so go ahead. Indeed, indeed. Well, I'm just thinking some way that you can – that the, the your clothes will just kind of know. Like they'll just use sensory information. To just know, like, oh, he's going to kneel down on his knee. And then your clothes would just, like, pad the knee over. They just, like, like instinctively, like, the clothes would just, like, maybe, like, gather, like, right there. Or, like, I don't know, something would change and, like, <laughs> quick, it'd be, like, pad. A little mini airbag. Right. A little mini airbag, yes. <laughs> so it's just, like, every time you kneel down and then it's a reloadable airbag. It has to be reloadable or else. Yeah. It's just nonsense because then you kneel down once and you're like, dang it, there's there's my knee pads. This, this technology already exists in cars, right? Accelerometers and airbag. <laughs> right, Why right. not put it in the clothing? Not put it in the clothing. <laughs> we'll just put one because where, where are the places you want pads most often? Like your head, your knees, and your elbows. Sometimes your hands. I'd say your backside too. Backside. Back okay. and backside. <laughs> Back. I agree 100%. Yeah, back and backside. Both are. Depending on where you're at. Yes, yes, yes. No, no, I agree. It's not that hard. That's only a couple sensors. Yeah. We just put the sensors in. <laughs> How much does airbag technology cost per car? I'm sure uh, it's relatively cheap. <laughs> well, I mean, we're just making it really – it's just a small airbag. It'll be okay. It'll be cheaper. Smaller is cheaper, right? I think that's, that's right. We, that have, we don't have to supply as much uh, nitrogen to the system. <laughs> right, right. I think that's what airbags are filled with. 
Although we do have to figure out how to make the airbag. No, we don't have to figure it out. Someone has to figure out. Car companies have to figure out how to make their airbags reloadable so mm. that we can minimize that technology, shrink that technology, <laughs> and put it in my clothes. Yeah, one use case would probably not be a very uh, no. effective solution. I'm telling you, you sit down once and it's like, oh, man, dang it. There goes my airbag. I you have keep... to sit down really slowly every time. <laughs> not... Remember, like going to kneel, like people are like going real slow and trying not to fall on their knees. They're like, ah! <laughs> and the want to trigger the accelerometer. <laughs> I think that would be, that would be, that would be magnificent. Ooh. I think that would work. Better idea. Oh, instead of airbags. Okay. What if your clothes has like a camelback area where it's storing like a gel and then it sends like liquid gel to certain parts yes. of your clothes when it knows that you're going to be kneeling on your knees or whatever it may be? That's way better. <laughs> That's way better because then I'm not like putting explosives in my pants. <laughs> I don't want to deal with explosives in my pants, but man, I could deal with some gel like swooping along all over my clothes. Like that's be fine. It mitigates a lot of risks. I it <laughs> Testing it out would be a lot easier because, like, yeah, you know, you, you, oh, we made the explosives too powerful on that one. Like that's not good. Ugh. Not good at all. Like testing would be just a nightmare with explosives. People are like go to Neil and they like get flipped onto their back from the airbag. <laughs> Blam! Like, oh, no, that didn't work. The only hard thing with the gel would be being able to move it quickly enough through the system because if it's solid enough to be a cushion, it's viscous enough to be hard to get through a, oh, I see, I a see. pipe, you know. That makes um, sense. Too. Uh, <laughs> so you need some major, like, pressure hydro system? power. <laughs> yeah, pressure system. We just, we just, we just build in a, a really nice pressure system. <laughs> You got like a huge lithium ion battery on your back <laughs> at all times. Just a backpack that's got like this this, this compressed tank and uh, you know sensory and a sensory computer and you know, all this stuff. And you're like, ah, I'm safe. <laughs> but this is way better than kneeling on cement. <laughs> Seriously, you go to kneel and you're like, and you're like, oh, this is wonderful. How beautiful it is. I guess we could just try and potentially put enough gel thin enough in the different areas that you don't notice it when you're walking around. That would work. That would, work. <laughs> that would eliminate a lot of the overhead of the other technologies. The other te- yeah. I still think it'd be fun to try. But. Oh, yeah. Oh, that'd be way better. <laughs> Maybe that's more of an R&D project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, no, I think, I think that would be like putting like gel, basically gel packets yeah. into certain specific places. If you just if you just spread them out, like make yeah. them make them this shape, so that where you're actually kneeling is kind of thick, but it like tapers out mm-hmm. to nothing, so that it doesn't look weird. Like it, it right. would mitigate some of the weird look because like the problem with my knee pad is that it's like there's like a clear like shape on my knee. <laughs> yeah. Like it's like not fashionable at all. Incredibly comfy, but not fashionable at all. I think if we tapered it, gel packets inside the clothes. I think that would work. That could actually work. Problem. We're sitting here in shorts and a t-shirt. <laughs> those don't cover any of those areas <laughs> that, that we just talked point. about, except for our back and our backside. But the knees and the elbows? Hmm. You could force all t-shirts to be longer and all shorts to be longer so they cover those areas. It's <laughs> but... not a bad idea. <laughs> well, if we just market it correctly, you just sell a product that's right. like, this is great anyway because of the 
technology we've put into it. <laughs> Your knees will thank you. For buying these extra long shorts. You could just also buy, like, little packets removable from your shorts that you can place down when needed. No, 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 no. That's not automated enough. Then I have to be placing. No, 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 no. You can't be bothered using Velcro. (laughs) No, no, no. Velcro, that's just, that's nonsense. That's all sorts of nonsense. That's why... That's why my pants have slots, so that I don't have to ever pull those knee pads out ever again, except for when I wash it. I don't know if I could wash it with my knee pads. Probably not. Probably shouldn't. If it's a spongy material, it probably wouldn't do well. Uh, you're right, you're right. Well, problem solved. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited for future versions of knee pad mania. Yes. yes. <laughs> As it sweeps the nation. Yes, yes. Knee pad mania. I love it. Nope, nope. There's no product names in there. I was searching my brain for for something <laughs> something funny that would be a good product name for our protective clothing. Nothing came up. Knee pad mania it is. Problem well solved. Indeed. Indeed. Now I just need to get a job where I actually kneel down occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, um, shall I start or shall you? Um, Who shall start? You go ahead and start. Okay. Since you are the main person involved in getting me to go with you to this uh, place. Okay, so. okay, I see, I see. So, David and I had an exciting adventure on Monday this last week. An incredibly exciting adventure. We went to an amusement park. My dad's work was doing like a family work party day thing. So... My family and I got free passes to go to this amusement park that it's just it's a local park. We just we go every once in a while. And I called up my buddy David because who else do you call on to go to amusement park? But David, who loves roller coasters. Indeed. And we went. It was just about the most magical time (laughs) that we could have had. I think there's only one thing. That could have made it more magical. And that would be if we had seen your hat the second go around on that coaster. (laughs) That would have been much better. (laughs) I think I would have loved that even more. So let me give you some of my side of this tale. Please do. So Aaron invites me to go to the theme park with him. And I don't remember if we had this discussion or not. But I do love roller coasters, which is quite strange. Because I actually have an extreme fear of heights. But for some reason, I'm strapped in on a roller coaster and I don't fear the heights at that point. I don't know why. But I love roller coasters. They're flipping awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and this is – you did tell me this. And that's how I knew, like, that's how I knew to call you. Right. Because I knew, like, I knew you were scared of heights. And then you told me that you loved roller coasters. And I was like, what? <laughs> what? But okay. And, yeah, anyway, so I get the call. And Aaron's like, yeah, I need you to come be my roller coaster buddy, basically, because <laughs> the rest of my family is not as into it as I am. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm totally on this, Aaron. Like, let's do it. Yes. So we'll get back to the hat story in a second. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the first, the first moment where I realized it was going to be a good day was when I was driving up to the theme park. I was heading from the campus, and you were heading from work. Mm-hmm. And those are like 30 minutes apart from each other, at least. Yeah. And somehow, 
we ended up <laughs> seeing each other driving to the park. So I'm on the freeway trying to get to this. And some jerk, like, cuts in front of me on the freeway. I'm like, who the heck cuts in front of my car? And then I look, and I'm like, wait a minute. I recognize that license plate. <laughs> and then I look, and Aaron is right in front of me. And he realizes it's me. And he, like, waves behind to say hi. And so that was the first good sign. That was going to be a good day. Indeed. That was that was a magical moment because I was I was driving, and I saw a car, and I was like, hmm, that looks like David's car. I wonder... I drove a little bit faster, and I was like, no, 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 no. I'm like, I'm early. There's no way it's David. I look over, and your profile is sitting in the front seat of that car. I was like, oh, it's David. I have to get his attention. So I cut him off, waved at him. <laughs> yeah, so that that was good. And um, anyways, you get to the park, and the first really good thing was that the lines were all super short. Oh, yeah. It was a good day to be at the park. Yep. And... I brought a hat because I'm kind of bald and I get sunburned really bad on the <laughs> forehead. <laughs> and we rode we rode the first ride, and I didn't lose my hat. I okay. was holding it between my knees. And on the second ride, it was a way more intense ride. And I should have known that putting it between my knees would have been a bad idea. It's one of the ones where it goes straight up and then back down. And it was a dang good coaster. But <laughs> at that, <laughs> yeah, that moment, my hat just flew out from between my knees and I was like, oh crap, I should have sat on this thing. <laughs> That's always the way to go. That's the problem we'll solve for hats is you just sit on them. Just sit on them. Because <laughs> then you don't lose them. <laughs> but yes, yes. we went on that ride again later in the evening hoping that we'd see it <laughs> and we never saw the hat, unfortunately. Right. I, I I abandoned all thoughts of enjoying the coaster and was like a hawk looking <laughs> for my prey in the field, which was David's hat sadly the hat was black and so it blended in really well to all the black that was underneath the roller coaster it was like oh no yeah but it's okay it was a three dollar hat well well worth losing if, it's, <laughs> if that's what's required to ride some of those coasters <laughs> we thought we joked about it we said that yeah it's it's okay because you would have lost it later anyway so yeah <laughs> it would have been fine something would have eaten it at some point one of the coasters <laughs> yes 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 of course this was just a fabulous day, and there were – so I realized this thing about myself at amusement parks. I turn into a hype monster, <laughs> like, a, like a hype monster. Like, I, like I'm, like, pumped. Like, I, like, I'm not that pumped normally, but for some reason I was just psyched out of my mind. I was like, oh, yeah, let's go to our next ride and i'm like ready to just run to the next ride and run through the lines and and i'd start running through lines and and david would catch up and be like he, you know you know that it's like cute so that you can't <laughs> skip any places for how excited and how quickly you run I'm like i know but i'm just excited i'm just so excited i felt bad for Aaron because i was a slow meandering <laughs> like i'll get to the ride when i get there you know i'm already in line right. no reason to you know move faster <laughs> through it and, Aaron's running through as quickly as he can unless he's in the queue because, again, the lines are short, so there's a lot of line to run through. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm yeah, like, oh, once I'm in the queue, I'm good. You know? good. <laughs> right. Aaron would run straight for the rest of the line, and I'd just slowly take my time. So I'm like, it's going to be a long day. I don't need to run all the way. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> and I just, like, I didn't run out of energy hardly at all throughout the whole day. It was amazing. I don't know what happened, but. I do disagree with you on one point. Oh. You do get super hyped. 
But okay. you also get super hyped in other situations, too. Oh. <laughs> like today when the guy said he would let us in, who wasn't the guy that reserved the booth, and you pumped your fists in the air. <laughs> it's like. I guess know. I did do that, didn't I? <laughs> Point is, you get hyped a lot. Right. But you were especially hyped at the roller coasters. I, and I do agree with that. <laughs> okay, okay. I I guess you're right. The more I the more I dig into it, the more I realize that you're, you're right. I do get pretty pumped about things, but I just felt an unusual, like long term pumpedness for being at the park. And we would walk around, and with the company, they gave us all T-shirts. They were all the same color. They gave us a bunch of red T-shirts, and we'd walk past a, another group of red T-shirt people and be like, "Yeah, red shirts, yeah, let's go." Clarification: Aaron would be like, yeah, red sorry. shirts, let's go." <laughs> I'd be like, um. Yeah. David would hide his face in, <laughs> yeah. in shame and, and try to walk quickly away from those First people. First of all, because I wasn't wearing a red shirt for the company. Oh, yes. Even if yeah. I was, I'd be like, I don't know anyone here. There's no reason to <laughs> associate with these people. <laughs> Just want to get to the rides and hope no one knows this. Right. There. Right, right. That's, yeah. I was pretty pumped, but no <laughs> one else was ever pumped. It's It's one of those things that always gets me frustrated. When I'm super pumped about something and I try to get other people super pumped and they're like, uh, I'm like, ah, I'll fool on you. Yeah, red shirts, let's go. <laughs> Even though, like, I don't, I really, like, same, I didn't know any of those people. I just was pumped that we were all wearing red shirts. Aaron, Aaron was so hyped. He was to the point that he was saying let's go to random people on rides that weren't connected with the red shirts <laughs> or anything. He was just like. Yeah, roller coasters and like yelling at people, and I'm like, Aaron, you're not going to see these people again. <laughs> but that's my difference in perspective. I, I did appreciate the fact that you were enjoying it so much because it helped me enjoy it a little bit more. Just kind of watching your childlike excitement about everything. Good, good. I'm glad. So it was just a magical day. Um, we got ices, and they were actually. I'm gonna tell. So w- the park hires it seemed like it, they were hiring a lot of people who were not uh native english speakers they had a lot of like students basically it kind of felt like like mm-hmm. students who were there for the summer and needed a job mm-hmm. but they were students visiting foreign there were students abroad at the end of the day i wanted an icy i wanted to go home with an icy because i'd had one earlier in the day and it was amazing it was so yummy i was like this is an amazing drink i don't know why i don't drink these all the time and shout out to coastradio.com for that one. <clears throat> and <laughs> I got an icy, and I, I went went to go get an icy to drive home with because it's kind of a long drive. It's like an hour drive, and you know we're tired and whatever. Stay awake, help yourself, stay awake, be yummy, whatever. So I go up to the window, and I go to this guy, and I'm like, okay, guy, I need an icy. He was like, okay. I was like, here's my card, and I was like, I need two thirds cherry and one-third blue raspberry he was like okay and so i stepped back from the window and david was gonna get something too i think an icy as well yes yeah and and somehow i got like cut off in line right by like a family anyway there's like a whole family that cut in line i was like what's going on i'm in the back watching this happen basically is Mm -hmm. the point Mm -hmm. and i ordered these i this icy and i go and i wait and i'm waiting by the, the door he goes and makes an icy and puts it out and I'm like, no, oh, that's not a mixed up icy. Like that's not the one. And then he puts out another one of, of the same flavor. And I'm like, okay, whatever. And I, I turned to the guys, there's another set of guys. And I was like, Oh, Hey guys, did, uh, did you guys order ICs? Like, did you get ICs? And they were like, no, no. 
And I look back at the ices, and there's two cherry. And then the guy <laughs> sets out one more blue raspberry. And in a moment of misunderstanding, he thought I wanted three ices, <laughs> two cherries, and one blue raspberry. And I, I went back in my mental list of my mental notes for the conversation. And at some point, he had said 12. And I didn't know why he was saying 12, but the ices were $4 a piece. <laughs> and I, I couldn't figure out why he was saying 12. I was like, oh, I just, I kind of, I, I brushed it off because it wasn't important. <laughs> I had ordered three ices. So I was like, David, here, I handed one to my sister and one to David. And I was like, here, take these, take them away from me. It actually ended up working out quite well, at least for me. <laughs> I didn't have to pay for an icy, but. <laughs> right, right. For icy, you didn't have to wait in line. It was, it was, it was wonderful. But there was uh, a plethora of times where I wish I could understand what the people were saying. We went on the bumper cars. Oh, yeah. The guy was giving the briefing for the bumper cars, and I couldn't understand a word he was saying. I was like, uh... Well, that that was two factors. He was non-native English speaking, Mm -hmm. which didn't help, but also just the intercom system was just terrible. You couldn't hear anything over that intercom system. (laughs) And so... Yep, yep. Communication. We'll talk about this in a second, but communication in parks. <laughs> Ooh, yes, <laughs> probably yes. needs to improve a little bit. Okay, okay, okay. Can I can I tell the other story? Yes, please do. Please, do. <laughs> I think I know exactly what you're talking about, and I would love to hear your perspective on this one. So, me and Aaron are going on a ride, and we're usually not into the rides where it spins a lot. And yeah. It's usually meant to try and make you sick, but this is one that I've enjoyed, where it's a little less nauseating. And a little bit more fun, a little bit more G-force, that type of thing. It's a little bit more varied. Right. Anyways, we're in line. And and to, to add to this, this was a ride that I had to conquer from my childhood. Oh, yeah. I'd never ridden this ride before, and so I had to ride it. Like, I couldn't get away from it. Yeah. So we had to ride it. We got in line. Aaron had seen it before, and I had ridden it, but he had not. And mm-hmm. we couldn't leave the park without conquering this ride. Exactly. And this park, sorry, this ride was always down for always down for maintenance or safety issues or whatever. So, like, I never – well, the last time I was at the park, I didn't get the chance to ride it. I'd been meaning to conquer this ride for so long, but, like, you never know when it's going to be on and when it's going to be off. And Yeah. It's known for issues. Yes. Had to ride it. Anyway, so we get in line. We're finally ready to ride it. And there's a booth to the side of the ride mm-hmm. where the person that operates the ride sits. And – it has a nice glass screen on the side of it, mm-hmm. and it's very reflective. Yep. So Aaron notices himself in his reflection. And Aaron, <laughs> being the suave, good-looking man that he is, he starts, like, you know, pointing fingers at it, doing the cool, like, Elvis Presley-type stuff, moving his hair <laughs> and smiling at it. And I'm just laughing, thinking it's funny because, you know, yeah, you're yeah. So, so much more extroverted than I am in yeah. certain, certain <laughs> situations. Right, right. But the funny thing is it took us both a second. And then we realized that there's a lady on the other side of the glass because she's <laughs> operating the ride. And so she thinks that Aaron is, like, trying to, like, flirt with her through the window. <laughs> and Aaron's just looking at his own reflection. So Aaron finally realizes this. And he's, like, super embarrassed. And he's like, oh, sorry, like, tries to wave to her and, like right. – is trying to communicate the fact that he was looking at his own reflection. I don't know how well you were able to communicate oh, that. Oh, no, that didn't work. Through signs. <laughs> but anyways, before we load onto the ride, the previous ride ends, and the lady steps out of the booth to get people off the ride, and she, like, is super polite to Aaron. She's like, hey, how's it going? <laughs> Huge grin on her face. And she, like, she was not also not native English speaker. She was very... <laughs> 
Like she didn't speak a whole lot of English. Like not at all. And like kind of you could tell there was a cultural difference as well. So she was very like, oh, yeah, exactly. Very polite. Very. Just like, I think she was still trying to flirt with you, though. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was funny. I was just sitting there trying not to laugh in front of her because I. Oh. It's just a funny moment to me to see Aaron's like wasn't trying to flirt. But now he's in this awkward situation <laughs> where he has to flirt with this lady. Right. right. And then I saw her like two more times because I saw her when we loaded, saw her while we were sitting in the seat waiting for the safety restraints to be fixed. And then I, I saw her when I got off the ride. I was like, oh, no, I got to see you so many times. <sighs> it was it was hilarious. It was glorious. <laughs> and see, that's not something I would normally do. Like, I just, maybe maybe it is. I just, I felt very, like. You were suddenly thrust into the situation because of your because previous of my, actions. Because, because of my hyped actions. <laughs> my very excited, very happy time. And then we got the ride of our life on that ride. Yeah, dude. I don't know. I'm, I'm still, I'm still thinking it was because I'm fatter than I normally am or something, but <laughs> no, we no, got no, no. a ton of G-Force, more than I'm used to on that ride. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. That kind of knocked me out for the rest of the day almost. Seriously, like, that was rough. It was rough. We we felt it. Both of us felt it like in our neck and our back like the whole rest of the day because I, we, I was sitting next to this girl because they moved David over, and I was sitting next to this other girl, and I was talking to her about the ride, and she was like, oh, no, this one's my favorite. I was like, oh, this is my first time, like. Oh, this is going to be fun. We ride it and we get done. And she's like, that was the most rough. Like, that was the most intense time I've ever had on this ride. I was like, oh, okay, shoot. And it was it was brutal. It was rough. It was the first time on a ride where I had had to, like, stop enjoying the ride and start, like, just breathing and staying, like, <laughs> staying Surviving. happy. Yeah, survive the ride. I was like, this is brutal. It was fun. It was good. I'm glad that I got the most intense experience. Yeah. So me. now you can say for sure that you've conquered it. Yep, yep. I have nothing else that I fear in that whole park. <laughs> Even if we have permanent brain damage now, we've conquered <laughs> that ride. No, 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 because the other, there's the one um, inverse coaster and the other wooden roller coaster that are just they, awful. J- <laughs> those, those shake you up real bad. Yeah, it's true. So we just had, it was just a magical time at the park. Just wonderful. So so now that the listeners have the context of the day, mm-hmm. I think we should describe problems well solved in parks okay. and problems yet to be solved. Okay. Okay. So where should we start? Well, if I may, the the problem well solved that I first had, the first thought I had about coaster parks and about amusement parks and such was roller coasters themselves. Mm. I'm sure... There have been plenty of people who've done very exciting things, very intense, you know, like, say, an astronaut. Like, that's exciting. That's intense. Like, you get put, your body gets put under all sorts of stresses, and it's very just like, ah. But the problem with being an astronaut and shooting up into space is that at any moment, the rocket might explode. Like, it's very not safe at all. Or you're flying a plane. Planes aren't, they're safe, but they're not, I mean, they're, they crash sometimes. And you don't really survive plane crashes that often. <laughs> and so there's a lot of situations where you're put in these very intense situations and your body's put through all sorts of stresses that's exciting and very thrilling that you kind of crave afterwards. But the problem is that all those situations are way too dangerous for regular people to go 
I don't know, cavorting around, <laughs> just doing these things. You have my total agreement on this point. <laughs> I am very much low risk. Right. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, it, it makes perfect sense. And so somebody, I, I, I failed to do my research and look up my roller coaster history, but somebody at some point thought, hey, what if we just make it safe? What if we just make a very <laughs> thrilling experience incredibly safe? And thus roller coasters were born. And now we have these massive, huge roller coasters that go so fast, 70, 80, 90 miles an hour, and heights that are incredible and forces that are off the charts. They cause such exciting and stressful situations. But the whole time, you're safely strapped into a car that has been run through safety checks over and over and over again. And there are layers and layers and layers of safety mechanisms to keep everyone safe. Like more often than not, the problem with the ride is that the safety mechanism fired when it wasn't supposed to. And now right. the car is stuck on the track because the safety mechanism was like, oh, wait, there's a problem and, and stop the car rather than, you know, there's, there's very few accidents with roller coasters, generally speaking. It's yeah. more dangerous to drive a car than to ride a roller coaster. Yeah. I was going to say, on almost all accidents with roller coasters are rider. Right. Oh, okay. Really? Yeah. Um, I had a lady that was really big against roller coasters because she had some one of her relatives die on a roller coaster. Oh. But he wasn't wearing his safety restraint during the ride. What? <laughs> it's like, yeah, of course he's going to fall out and die if he's not wearing the safety restraint. Yeah. But, that, you know, things like that. It's like if any any oh. problems or any accidents you hear with roller coasters, almost always they're caused by the rider, not by the failure of the roller coaster. Right. So I, I'm just attesting to the safety of the design of roller coasters. <laughs> right, right. I mean, it's it's just it's it's they don't have a ton of big, huge medical and you know fire rescue EMS stuff on station because they don't need it because there's very few accidents at at these parks that are that are deadly dangerous. There are accidents and they are dangerous. It's not it's not to be taken lightly. There are problems. There are failures and there are there are mistakes that happen, but it's 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 so much safer. It's yeah. the the reason that it's so scary to go on a roller coaster is because the the experience is supposed to be that way. It's supposed to be right. an intense experience. But in all ways, the safety of roller coasters is very high and very good. And we don't need to worry too much about that. Yeah. Especially in comparison to again, some of the other alternatives <laughs> that <Right>. you mentioned. <laughs> Incredibly right. safe in comparison. Flying planes, jumping out of planes. I can't. I can't think of many, but there's just a lot of experiences. Jumping, cliff jumping. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> like all these things are very dangerous, and it's like it's more dangerous for you to drive a car. Anyway, so the problem well solved is that somebody made a roller coaster, and now we have these this way to experience crazy amounts of force and speed and excitement. Without being in danger, without without truly being actually in danger of our lives, which is wonderful. I think that's just amazing and a problem that I, I don't know if you could get better than that. Like that's just that's just good, solid fun. It's just yeah. good fun. I think all the problems that could be solved are pretty much well solved. You know, like this. <laughs> you know, safety things. Like right. all those mechanisms are in place. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, the way to 
make this better is to make better roller coasters. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so I think this is just something that will naturally get better and better over time in terms of excitement and safety. Mm-hmm. So I totally agree. I don't think there's much to add to this. Mm-hmm. I, I can't think of anything off the top of my head that would make a roller coaster tremendously better than it already is. Yeah, that's true. Just a better coaster. Like, yeah. I can't. There's not. Although I have heard, I haven't gotten the chance to ride one. I really want to ride one. They are doing a lot more often VR and AR. I've heard about those. Roller coasters. I saw a video of one. I think one of the ones at one of the Sea Worlds. Oh, really? Uh-huh. And it's just, it's a regular coaster car, but then you strap on this big old VR headset. And it was like, they showed the video of what the rider sees and what's actually going on on the coaster at the same time. So they're showing uh-huh. both of them. And it was amazing. I was like, what? Because they're like riding this roller coaster and it's like, Riding through like this undersea place and this huge octopus is like <laughs> blowing up stuff all around. You're like, oh, wow, that looks awesome. Yeah, I I don't know. I feel like that would make me nauseated, but yeah, yeah, I, it seems There's super a good cool. chance of that too. <laughs> yeah. I I don't know. I just I'll have to ride one. Mm-hmm. We'll just have to. We have to find one. We've decided that we're going. We got we've got coaster park. We we we're coaster buddies. We got to go to coasters. <laughs> got to go to the different parks. And we got some on our list. See the so site. We'll yes. have to include one, especially Those VRs. Fury three two five. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron Aaron's got the list. I should say, <laughs> and I am going to join him. <laughs> Yay! Um, so that's a problem. I think that's a problem well solved. Roller coasters. They Indeed. solved a problem. Problem to solve though. Okay, go for we it. We got to abolish. All wooden roller coasters. <laughs> <laughs> they were all, nice in the past, but all wooden roller coasters. They just they gotta go. <laughs> They're not fun anymore. The one at the park we went to is just so rickety. We oh, didn't even bother riding it. No, no, because it's just known for being so rickety and it it's not fun. It just hurts at that point. Yeah, yeah. And so when the turns are like are, it's it's not a continuous curve. It's it's many lines put together. So it's bump, 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 bump. Every time you go around the turn, you're just slam, 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 slam. You go over hills and it's like... Yeah. <laughs> that was some good sound effects. Thank you. I, I, no problem. That was actually, Thank I'm you for pretty... describing that experience. I, <laughs> I went on that coaster once and I was like, never again, never again am I going on this coaster. Yeah. But there's only been one really good winter roller coaster I've ever been on. Oh. It was the, the Ghost Rider, I think is what it's called. Oh. It's in California. That one was really good. Mm-hmm. But even so, it's just like... Old technology, not as fun, rickety. I know they're like historical, but my fun should not be based on history. You know, <laughs> get a steel coaster in there. You know, make it, Replace make it, it fun, make it not so hard on the human body. On the body, right? Because there's it's this interesting line that has to be drawn. Like there's there's coasters that are fun because of because of the stresses they put, and there are coasters that are not fun because of the stresses they put, and jerking, <laughs> shaking. Motions are not good. It's the smooth, intense, tight, G-force driven experience that that I think is better. I think it's a right. better coaster when it's just fun. It's just a lot of fun. We could take all the wooden roller coasters and make paper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everyone's complaining we don't have. We don't have enough paper. <laughs> well, we'll just uh, fine. You guys want more paper? You 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 having complaints? It's okay. We'll just we'll just recycle more of our wood and, and plot all the wooden roller coasters. Solve the problem easy. I I I don't feel I have ridden enough roller wooden roller coasters to to feel strongly about this. I've ridden enough good steel coasters and bad steel coasters that 
I kind of can tell the difference. I can tell the difference on those ones, but I've only ridden one very bad wooden roller coaster. And so <laughs> I, 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 I want to ride more. I need to ride more to get a strong a strong feeling. There's actually a couple that I've heard about. So I've been on maybe three or four. And again, that the Ghost Rider was the only one I was impressed with. Oh, really? Okay. So I feel like you have to go through more effort to make a wooden roller coaster safe and fun and not jerky. Yeah. And yeah. so I don't know. It just it seems like an old technology that should just go. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but fair enough, fair enough. Okay. Okay. Or maybe maybe if there are wooden roller coasters and people want the woodenness part of it, <laughs> secretly hide steel beams throughout the entire thing. You know? Yeah, just take the steel track and just like basically just build up wood around the steel track <laughs> and build up a wood structure that like is hiding all the steel structure that holds the coaster up. So you're like, oh, it's a wooden roller coaster. And you get on, you're like, wait a second, that's like just quiet. like a like, wooden yeah. shell around right. a steel roller coaster. <laughs> they pull the shell off and you're like, oh, it's actually a steel roller. Oh, okay. Well, I guess that's, I guess that's why it was so good and so fun. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's why I actually enjoyed it. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. I think. I mean, uh, I don't know. If they, uh, I don't know. They could. They could. Yeah. They could do it. They could just refurb. Furbish a lot of the old old wooden roller coasters, and that I think that would be a, a good solution, a good a good middle ground for everyone. Or they could just take all the wooden roller coasters, because we were talking about this, and I didn't know this until you mentioned it when okay. we were at the park that yeah. they can actually like move coasters places. Oh yeah, the parks yeah. buy coasters from each other. And stuff. <laughs> right, right. Um, but they should just make a wooden roller coaster park and take all the wooden roller coasters from all the other yeah. parts of the country <laughs> and put them in one park and say if you are one of those people that wants to ride these, here you go. <laughs> <laughs> put them all, put them all in one place. Yeah, and then just like, okay, go there. Make it almost like a museum, you know, <laughs> <laughs> an interactive museum. I love it. I actually no, I think that's a great idea, David. I think that is stellar. Open up space for the good coasters <laughs> and the rest of the parks. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, so that's a problem to be solved. We need a wooden roller coaster museum. <laughs> right, sounds good. An interactive roller coaster, wooden roller coaster museum. Other problems. Well, other problems well solved. Okay, another. Problems well solved is food at. Not necessarily food prices, but the type <laughs> of food that is served at theme parks. Okay. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just because it's tradition. Okay. But churros and ices mm. and ice cream and. All those good things you associate with theme parks, corn dogs. Yes. I don't know. They're just they're good theme park food. They don't get you too sick, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you don't. I think that's probably part of the intention too. Is a lot of the foods. I don't have like a medical study to back this up or anything, but <laughs> carbonation is really good for upset stomachs mm-hmm. in many cases, and just like a lot of right. nausea and that type of thing. Right. And salt is really good in a lot of cases too, especially for like headaches and that type of thing. Yeah. In specific yeah. cases. Okay. Again, don't quote me on any medical <laughs> knowledge here, but please we're not personal doctors. experience I've seen that has helped in a lot of scenarios. Right, right. And um I mentioned that to you and convinced you to take that bag of potato chips oh, that you needed. You did. And hopefully it was helpful. But I think so. uh, <laughs> <laughs> but definitely the food at theme parks is good. The prices could be a little bit lower, but I'm not going to complain. True, true. It's, it's a theme park. They're providing the whole experience. 
yeah, yeah. They get to charge what they want. You know? That's yeah, that's true. That's true. I I agree. I I can just imagine the early days of coasters of 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 theme parks and amusement parks where where you'd go to the amusement park and bring your sack lunch. It's just, <laughs> and and somebody looked at that and they're like, you sad poor people. Like we need to get you some good foods. So they opened up a restaurant inside their their amusement park, and thus food inside parks is complete and all is well after that i think i almost agree with pricing although this time that we went i was kind of surprised at how not expensive everything was i felt like i felt like it was like way it was like three or four more dollars than i than it actually was i i was remembering it three or four more dollars more expensive really and that i was surprised pleasantly surprised but that was just an expectation thing that's they were still expensive yeah. and can i just say dip and dots <laughs> they're too expensive i don't want to buy your dip and yeah. dots that's cause... the one exception <laughs> where the food i think the food is good for a theme park but the price is way too high yeah yeah sorry i cut you off whatever no no just tangled dip and dots that's all <laughs> i want them every time i go to a park i want them but every time I look at the price and I say $5 for a small, I don't have $5. I don't have $5 for your small order of ice cream stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, I could just get a cone that's the same size for $3. Exactly. Or an icy. Or an icy. A huge amount of delicious icy. Problem to be solved. Okay. Um, I know that some people that have like season passes and stuff use these things. But souvenir cups oh need to go. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Should we tell them the story about the ICs? Yes, yes. Would you like – I'll, I'll – should I explain? I'll Actually, I'll, you I'll elucidate on this Okay, one yes, please do. Try and avoid some bias on your part maybe. <laughs> the story is this. It's the end of the night, and we're getting some ICs to head out on the road with. Yes, we got – Icy's multiple times <laughs> throughout the day. <laughs> they were and, so good. Um, there was this this one place where you could get lots of flavors of icy, and I'm like, oh sweet, we'll just hit that at the end at the end of the day before yeah. we leave the park. But in order to use all the different flavors, you had to buy the souvenir cup, which is like three dollars more and slightly smaller than a regular <laughs> icy was. <laughs> and so this was. Watching Aaron approach the guy to talk to him about it because he's like, hey, do I have to have one of the souvenir cups to use the station with all the different flavors? <laughs> he's like, yeah, you have to. And Aaron, instead of you know trying to bargain or just leaving, he stands there for about 15 seconds <laughs> pondering in front of the guy. And then he's like, I'll let you know. <laughs> he goes away and. Then we just decided to get regular ones at the regular spot. But it was pretty funny to watch Aaron just ponder. The guy was just kind of looking at you, like, not sure what to do or how to respond. Because you just <laughs> kind of went into a zone as you were calculating in your head how much you wanted those different much, Right. That's that's exactly what did happen is, is he told me that I had to have it. And then, like, the mental calculus started rolling. And I was like, do how much do I want? those other flavors versus how much I want that souvenir cup and started running through pros and cons and started running through all the, all the, all the things that I could do with the, the $3 that I would have saved. And it's like, oh, I don't know. You went into your drink machine 
Oh no! Oh, yeah. Stasis. Right. <laughs> I don't know what to call it. Where I just don't know what to do with myself. I'm like, what do I actually want? And my brain starts going a hundred miles an hour. It's like when you try to start a program on your computer and you hear the fans spin up on your computer and you're like, but you're trying to start like the browser. You're like, what's going on? Like, why are you thinking so hard? Don't think so hard. But that's me. I'm thinking too hard. We yeah. As I said, we eventually just got regular ICs. Well, that was actually when we got the multiple ICs from <laughs> that one guy. So yeah, from that all was well. Guy. All worked out. Yeah, yeah. And it was a wonderful day. It, it, yes, yes. I, I'm. I, I agree. Souvenir cups. They gotta go. They don't have to go, but don't restrict me from my <laughs> ICs when I just want. An IC. Well, they push them so hard too. Like oh, every place has them, and yep. They're like, get the souvenir cup, and it's only you know it's a dollar cheaper to refill. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna be here again until next year. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't mind like a, a lost dollar is nothing to me. Like I'm not gonna be here tomorrow, and I'm not gonna be here then in a week. Yeah, they should just offer them with like season passes, right? And just make that part of the season pass purchasing. Ooh. So then that would be I cool if they, if they just had if they just gave you a cup when you got your season pass like this yeah. is your this is your IC cup and this is your drink cup like go for it yeah knock yourself out but please don't actually do that on park property <laughs> don't have any time for that that would make it easier on me so I don't have to yeah feel pressured into buying them. right right that was the other thing I was coping with. When the guy told me how much they were going to be, I, I was coping with the, the external pressure of, like, I'm here now. I should probably just do it because I'm here. And then the other part of me is like, no, no, don't do it. You don't want it. You don't need it. Don't do it. But the external pressure hurts so much <laughs> for my happiness. If you don't care what people think about you, then it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you, Aaron, it's the key. I'm still, okay. The key to happiness. I think you're right. <laughs> I think that, see... And I think to some degree, I was able to accept that principle just a little bit more in my overly hyped state. Like I just, I could, I could, I could turn to this random group of people all wearing red t-shirts and shout at them, hoping that they would shout back. And I just didn't care. I just had no cares. I didn't care what they thought. I didn't care at all. All these people that I shouted at, I didn't care. I didn't care. I was like, yeah, this is awesome. We're at a theme park. We're at an amusement park. And we're loving this roller coaster. <laughs> there are these people with coaster t-shirts. I was like, where'd you get those t-shirts? They were like, we made them. And I was like, no, I wanted those coaster t-shirts. So one last thing I want to talk to you about that kind of opened my eyes this okay. time around as we went to the park. Okay. Because I had an experience going to a Six Flags once. And I made the mistake of going to it on the 4th of July. <gasps> my brother wanted me to go to it. And we went, and he was paying all his things, and he was trying to like treat all of his brothers to go on roller coasters. And I appreciate him doing it, but the one thing that we none of us expected was how bad the lines were. Mm-hmm. And so it was like hour and a half waits on almost every ride, and it was so bad. Oh my goodness, that's a coaster nightmare. And so in my mind, the the ideal was like what we had, where mm-hmm. the lines were super short. We were getting on we were getting on rides in under five minutes. Yep. Maybe the longest wait was 20 to 30 minutes we ever waited. For which one? The launch tower? Hmm. Anyways, we were not waiting in line. 
Yeah, I guess that one was good. At all. Yeah. Really, throughout the whole day. We got in lines fat. We got on coasters faster than we could recover from coasters. And that's what opened my eyes, because in my mind, my idea was like, oh, you just walk on a roller coaster whenever you want. But <laughs> it was almost so fast that, again, yeah, we felt the effects of going through coasters so quickly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Where usually I don't get sick at all on roller coasters or get headaches or nauseated at all. Right. But just the sheer quickness of doing one right after another yeah, yeah. was really getting to me. And at one point, we had to stop, and I had to just like sit there. <laughs> And Aaron just watched me put my hands into my face as I was just, like, sitting down and trying to keep my head on straight, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was so knocked out. Um, it was brutal. It was rough. That, that ride was rough, too. Like, I was I was kind of glad for the chance to sit down as well because <laughs> I was just like, wow, I feel kind of sick now. Yeah. So I've never thought of it this way, but lines almost act as, like, a a restriction like a, a needed limitation mm-hmm. on the human body to let it recover <laughs> between rides. Right. And obviously too long of lines is not good. Right. That's a pain. And too short of lines, as we found out, can also be not good. <laughs> it's nice to have that choice, I guess, when the line's really short. But right. I was just wondering if there was like an optimal time between coasters. Mm-hmm. And if so, is there a way to kind of aim for that time right right if there's a way to to regulate the rides in such a way that there is enough of a weight i don't know though my heart's not in this one i don't agree it's <laughs> <laughs> true because i'd rather have the choice i'm all for no lines but but i agree this is i agree because we were feeling it we were feeling kind of the the shock of like we finish a coaster, hop on another one. It was like okay, enough of that. Like let's sit down for a minute. I thought it was nice to have the distance to walk from one side of the park to the other because a lot of the big rides are on one side right. of the park or the other, so you had to walk back and forth. That's true. That was a nice buffer. That was a nice way to do it. I wonder if there's like an optimal number of people. <laughs> yeah, just only the park only lets X amount yeah. of people in a, a day. Yeah, I, I mean I don't know. I'm, you can't always force people to go on the rides. The scarier rides and the bigger rides. That's true. That's true. Either shorter lines or longer lines, depending on what type of park you're at. And mm-hmm. I don't know. It was just something that came across my mind because it's like part of me almost wished that the lines were just a little bit longer, just so it forced me to be a little <laughs> bit better about, a little bit more self-conscious about the rides I was riding and right, right. not get myself so sick towards the end of the day. Well, I mean. I think your bout of kinetic stasis. Oh, yeah, that's Hopefully. the name we got it. <laughs> that's the name we called it. Yeah, that, that, that's what we called it. Your, your bout of kinetic stasis has hopefully, I, I think for me, well, I wasn't feeling it quite as bad as you were, but I, I think maybe that's a, that, that might be a good teacher. Is it? Is it not? It is a good teacher. The problem is I don't listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the question. Is If you go back and there's no lines, will you still ride roller coasters exactly as frequently as we did? Yes. <laughs> yes. If your answer is yes, then. So maybe this is just a personal problem. I have enough self-control <laughs> to know when to not ride a ride. No, no. It's, it's definitely a worldwide problem that needs to be solved. Here, here, here's a, a solution. Okay. I think that you'll be okay with oh, okay okay they, they need like a designated recovery area in mm-hmm. the middle of the park oh okay where none of the they have fun things to do okay but it's not so intense 
Right. And and I don't know there's like carnival games and stuff. But... Fun. I was gonna say fun free things to yeah, do. Yeah, fun free things <laughs> to do. Freaking and carnival. Just games. like in the video games, you have just like a little meter that like I don't know how you attach it to your brain or something that like tells you like when your your body's okay to go on a ride again. Right, right. You have to like I, look at somebody else's side of their head and you're like, Oh, your meter's filled up, you're good. Yeah. I, I guess I just want to remove my responsibility from the situation <laughs> and someone else to tell me when, when you're, you're ready to go. To go. Uh, I want something to do while I'm waiting <laughs> to be ready to go. That's all I want. Right, right. Well, that's one thing, designing roller coaster parks and roller coaster tycoon. Always on the exits, I always put benches. You always put benches right outside <laughs> the exit because people come out and they got the green face and they're going to throw up. It's like, you sit down on that bench and don't you puke on my path because then I have to hire another handyman to clean up your throw up. <sighs> yeah, that's uh, another problem in general too. Yeah. Most parks need more benches. <laughs> more benches, yeah. More places yeah, to sit. Yeah, that's true. That would be nice if there were just a few more, like double the number. Yeah. That's a good That's a good number. 100% more. I just... <laughs> And I just want to see a line sometime in my life where the entire line has benches along the line and they just like scoot. Or as we discussed, yes. you have a conveyor belt that you sit on yes. and it just like moves you towards the end. It'd be like an escalator but flat and with chairs to sit in. Yeah. And That'd so be nice. That would just I, – I can't believe we didn't talk about that earlier. That is – the greatest solution to that problem because <laughs> standing in line in the hot sun is real lame but if you had a nice nice bench to sit on that you didn't have to constantly be standing up from to move down to another bench that would be be ideal just a conveyor belt of people <laughs> somehow the bench collapses to fit under the conveyor belt <laughs> on the other side but right right easy yeah easy. that'd be nice that'd be, that'd be magical that's what <laughs> You sit all day on that bench. You go on the ride of your life. Then you go sit on another bench, and it <laughs> takes you to another ride that you enjoy. We're, we're thinking about this all wrong. We just need benches to sit on, like yeah. just like little mobile benches. Oh wait, they have those, like the like the cars at the shopping place, the grocery store, <laughs> <laughs> the shopping place, the grocery store, the grocery store. The benches, mobile benches, would be. If you could just sit in the but what if you just sat in a, like a little bumper car and just drove around the park? <laughs> like seriously, like and then all day is like a fun bumper car ride. <laughs> yes, <laughs> people come slamming into you. You're like, hey, back off and then break out into a bumper car fight in the middle of the <laughs> middle of the plaza. And then you don't even have to strap into the rides. You just drive the bumper car onto the ride, <laughs> onto the ride, and, and then, then the ride will just put your bumper the, car yeah, in. Hooks the bumper car in. David, you're a genius. <laughs> you never have to stand up. You just when you enter the park, you sit down in your bumper car. Off to the races. <laughs> There's like a little a little fenced off corner for people who need to stand up after driving their bumper car for too long. It's like okay, you can go stand up over there. <laughs> the recovery area is the stand up area. <laughs> for those yes, of yes. you that need to stand, please enjoy our free recovery area in the middle of the park. Right, right. This is I, I can't believe I didn't think of this before. Like just just everything is a is a car that you sit in. You just sit in the car the whole time. It's easy. It's fun. Be glorious. Indeed. Unfortunately I think we're out of time. That's a wrap. Wrap it up.